Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Get Hype Podcast, Last Lap Edition. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. And uh, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody that has been tuning into these shows. Um, I hope you've been enjoying it. I know this format is a little bit different than the flagship show uh, with Jake Wilson. And uh, of course, it's going to be way different from Pitside Live, which is coming up this weekend at the Nashville Speedway for the All American 400. Um, if you're going to be, you know, if you already have a Speed 51 subscription, you're going to be tuning into that race. Make sure you tune in for Trackside, or I'm sorry, Pitside Live. Trackside Live is the old NASCAR show. But um, think about that, uh, Trackside Live from back in the day. And that's basically what you're going to get for Pitside Live with our friends, um, uh, Alec and, and Jake and, and everybody from Hype Motorsports and Speed 51. You're going to hear from a lot of drivers. Um, that's going to be a good old time. Again, if you're planning to um, watch the All-American 400 on Speed 51, then you're pretty much already set. Um, if you're planning, if you don't have Speed 51 and you're planning to watch the event, well, get it early and make sure you tune in to Pitside Live. So, um, and again, this show brought to you by Hype Motorsports, of course. I want to thank them uh, for their support on this show and my very own podcast. And, uh, Speaking of that, last weekend we talked about some of the rules. We talked about the Wheelman series a little bit. Um, I actually spoke with Devin McLeod, the race winner from uh, the most recent Wheelman race, and he actually brought up one of the rules that I talked about. And um, Devin was actually, he, he thought of it the opposite way. I said, I like the all-involved rule. If you get in a wreck, you get in a wreck, and you should go to the back. Um, th this is why I love getting feedback, because... Um, my opinion doesn't necessarily align with other people's opinions. So it's great to hear both sides of the story. And he had a really good point. Um, if you go back, uh, if you haven't already, I know probably a lot of people that listen to the show already listen to Racing with Ryan, but that's my personal podcast. Um, if you go there and listen to the interview with Devin McLeod, he says, if you're going to be a race director, then you need to be making calls. So if you want to go along with the all-involved, then you don't need to be a race director. And I thought, you know what? That's a real good point. You know, if if there's no race director, if it's like the flag man atop the stand making the calls, you know, make his job a little easier. Uh, but if you want to be specifically a race director, I think Devin McLeod had a great point. And uh, it actually changed the way that I think about that rule. And, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, if I'm the race director, then I need to be watching what's going on on the track. If somebody makes a goofy move, then maybe they do need to be punished, and maybe the leader does need to be protected. So, again, just kind of going back to some of the rules that I talked about from last week, and, and Devin McLeod had a great point, and I actually agree. Um, hearing from a racer's perspective um, gives it a whole different outlook versus me, a, a fan, or somebody that just observes the races and doesn't have to make the calls. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Race directors, they do not have an easy job. Obviously, I'm up in the tower every week at New Smyrna, and I've been to a few other tracks as well. But, you know, the race director's got a, a hard job. You know, people are going to love him. People are going to hate him. Um, someone's going to like the calls that he makes, and people are going to hate the calls that he makes. And it's never going to work out 100%. Uh, I'm sure um, Ralph Miller, the race director at New Smyrna, um, I, I don't really think that he he cares so much about what people think, but you know that there are some weekends he comes to the pits and he walks around and goes, oh yeah, those people are probably still upset with me. Um, but if you're going to be a race director, if you're going to make if if you're going to be put in a position where you have to make calls like that, I mean, you're going to just have to put that behind you and 
just make the calls as you see them as, as your job. So, um, you know, maybe one of these shows we'll, we'll talk about some of the hardest jobs in racing that often get overlooked. Um, as you know, this show every week is, is ever evolving. And, um, I always like to go back and kind of touch on feedback that I get or, and, or, you know, maybe look deeper into some of the topics that we talked about. Um, there's a ton of rules in racing. I mean, we could go, we could go so much deeper than even we did last week. We would obviously would have run out of time and you guys would probably get bored. But, um, I just, you know, I did that interview with Devin McLeod after I did the the show here for the, uh, get hype podcast last lap edition. And I was like, man, I, I almost brought it up. I, I, I almost said, you know, I, I talked about this on another podcast and you probably aren't going to like what I have to say, but kind of let it go because I wanted to use it this week and bring it up. Um, you know, I, I still stand by pretty much everything that I said last week. Um, but, you know, just a, a great point from a great racer. Hey, if you're going to be a race director, make the calls. You know, it doesn't mean that all the calls are going to be right. doesn't mean that every, all the racers are going to like the calls that are made, but make a call. Um, so I think maybe, you know, considering that I said I support the all-involved rule, maybe I should reiterate and say I support that rule if you don't have a race director. Um, you got a race director up there, you know, make the call. So, um, I, I, I know that wasn't maybe direct feedback to this, but it was a, a nice coincidence, if you will. If you guys do have feedback on the show, please make sure you reach out. Um, I know a, a good friend of mine, Kenny always reaches out and, um, Kenny is a big supporter of, of everything we do here on the racing with Ryan podcast at, at the, the new Smyrna speedway. Um, but he'll always tell me, he's like, Hey, I heard what you said about so-and-so or, or this rule or that. And, um, I appreciate the feedback. And like I said, I, I don't want you guys to watch the show just because you agree with what I have to say. I, I hope people are watching this show and go, that guy's a moron. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, because if, if the audience isn't vast, that means I got to come up with better topics. So please give me your feedback, good or bad. I really, I'm, I, you know, I, I really appreciate it either way. It helps me get better. helps the show get better. And, uh, again, I do like to look back at the previous episodes. Again, this show kind of evolves on itself. I don't sit down ahead of time and say, I'm going to talk this, this, this. I kind of let it evolve. I see what happens in the world of racing. And that's kind of what generates my opinions. If I plan it out, the, the opinions, uh, in my mind aren't, aren't as great. So that that's the way the show is going to evolve. And, and again, I invite you, if you haven't listened to the first few editions of the show to go back and do so and get caught up, um, because the shows do evolve. And uh, that brings me to this show's main point, and it is points racing. Um, I was thinking back a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, man, I, I was looking at, at, at some standings. I was looking at the standings of my own home track, uh, some of the local tracks here in the state. And if you look through point standings nowadays, you see maybe on a weekly level, you see maybe up to five guys that have run all the races. Uh, even less in some classes, it is class dependent. Um, and I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder what it looks like in the touring series these days. And I actually happened upon the updated point standings for the Wheelman series after I interviewed Devin because they hadn't been posted yet. And I went and looked, and I was dumbfounded. Um, only two drivers had entered all seven events so far, and I know it's only seven events, but only seven events and only two drivers. And I'm thinking, is points racing dead? Do we, should we care about points anymore? Well, I got to thinking, and my opinion is I love points racing. I, I think it's kind of the race within the race. 
it makes a pass for maybe seventh much more important than it normally would be. If there wasn't points, people are passing for seventh, eighth. The, the casual fan doesn't give a crap. They don't care. But if it matters for the point standings, if we're on the last race and a pass for seventh is more exciting than the race for the lead, to me, that generates excitement. That makes it even more entertaining. So I was really thinking hard about it because I was almost on the verge of maybe we shouldn't worry about points anymore. Um, you know, maybe taking that money and putting it elsewhere and just concentrate on making each weekly show a bigger deal would be better. But um, that's not the direction I'm going to go in as far as thinking anymore because this past weekend at New Smyrna, and yes, I use New Smyrna uh, as an example a lot. That's where I am 90% of the time. Um, so I don't want you guys to think this is, oh, that's just the New Smyrna guy. I have another show on the New Smyrna Facebook where I get to be just the New Smyrna guy. Um, but I am going to use an example here from this past weekend at the track. Um, we had a less than impressive turnout for Mod Mania. And I'm not knocking, I'm not going to sit here and, and get on a pedestal about car count. Um, the night was very entertaining, and it's because the points in two of the classes were very, very close. And it took a race where there wasn't a whole bunch of cars and made every position matter and made it all come down to the last lap. And it was actually very, very fun to watch. It was an incredible night despite the low turnout. I think there was 32 cars total in four classes. That's not very good. Um, I'm not going to sit here and, and sugarcoat that any other way. That's not very good. But it's like they say, you can't judge a book by its cover. And you can't always just look out in the pit area and go, well, this is going to be a crappy night. Because I've seen plenty of times where maybe the division, not just at New Smyrna, but maybe at another track with the lowest car count ends up being the best race. And I've seen where the division with the biggest car count is the worst race because all they do is wreck, 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 wreck. And that's not good racing either. Um, kind of like the Wheelman race uh, last week. They wrecked, they wrecked, they wrecked. 22 started, like seven or eight finished. I don't know if that's good either. Car count doesn't mean everything. But if there's more to the race than what meets the eye, it makes for a better show. And, and this is where I'm going to say 100% that points racing should be a bigger deal than it is anywhere. At your local track, in your series, uh, it, it's almost non-existent in NASCAR anymore with, with the new chase format, which that's a whole other topic for a whole other time, and I don't know if we'll cover that because um, I think most people watching this show care about the, the, the regional short track racing and NASCAR, but points racing has been de-emphasized, it seems like, everywhere. But then you have a night where... Maybe you don't have the biggest car counts. Maybe you don't have the most exciting, you know, vibe going on. But I'm telling you, if the announcer, if the track focuses in on the points battle, it generates more interest. And, and here's a couple examples. In the Modifieds at New Smyrna last week, we had four drivers. And their season had been cut short by tire shortages, um, by rainouts, all things that we've talked about previously and I've given my opinions on. But... In hindsight, it kind of made the last race for the Modifieds very exciting. They had two 50-lap features. Uh, they had qualifying, which paid points. You had four drivers within 30 points. Four drivers within 30 points maybe doesn't sound as interesting in one race, but when you have two and there's that potential where race one goes awry and everything gets mixed up for race number two. Um, so with the Modifieds, um, like I said, four guys within 30 points, 
three of those guys were within six points. That's three positions in a feature race. That is incredibly close. So we had 11 cars, right? Okay, we're not going to be hyped because there's only 11 cars, but let's get hyped about the points. And that's what we did, and it was incredible. And in qualifying, the man who was leading the points, Wayne Parker, stretched it out. He qualified on the pole. The other guy struggled in qualifying. That gave him a huge gap. In race number one, there was a huge incident uh, involving the second-place point man, veteran Alan Bruns, who I'm sure many of you are familiar with one way or another. He's been racing forever. Um, there was a driver uh, driving a backup car that was more or less there to be in the field, not to not to cause havoc, but to protect his investment, to protect his driver who was leading the points. Uh, unfortunately, that car, the backup 1W machine, was involved in this incident that sent Alan Bruns in the wall, and unfortunately, Alan destroyed his car. Alan was done. His points championship was gone. He couldn't even start race number two. I know he's trying to find a backup car. There wasn't enough time for it to materialize. And in Alan's season, a great rebound season for the veteran who's been off just a little bit the last few years, and that's not a knock on Alan. People have good years and bad years. But this was a great rebound year for Alan. And I know he was looking to go out on top in the championship. And it's it's unfortunate that the two teams that did get together kind of have a history. Um, if you know anything about the teams that Allen drives for and the team that Wayne Parker drives for, uh, you know there's history there. They're not really the drivers or the teams that get along the best. So it was just unfortunate. There was a lot of rumbling uh, in the pit area about it's something that might go down. And I, I, I'm not – that's not the focus of this show um, – we had a, a very interesting debate about who was at fault and, and what should have happened or what didn't happen as far as officials making calls. And we've talked about officials having to make calls or not make calls, and that's that's a whole other can of worms. Um, if you go to the News Smart Facebook page, you can you can watch the hot lap that I did on Monday night, or I'm sorry, on Tuesday night, and you can hear my thoughts on that. But unfortunately, that took Allen out of the points. However, Wayne Parker was set fast time, looking like he was about to cruise to a win, perhaps, cruise to the championship. He blows a motor in race number one. Holy cow, what a situation we have. So now that means Timmy Moore, who was third in points coming in, can capitalize. Wayne Parker's blown up. Timmy Moore is racing for the lead, and it made it so much more exciting because not only is Timmy Moore racing for the lead in the race, everybody gets excited for a race for the lead no matter what, but when him passing for the lead will give him the championship lead as well. That makes it even more intense and even more worthwhile to watch and just makes the race seem so much bigger. You know, this isn't just, okay, we're going for the win. Now it's this guy needs to pass this guy to take the championship lead going into race number two. And what's Wayne Parker going to do? He just blew up. The, the other backup car didn't finish the race either. Is Wayne going to start the race? If so... We're going to have a hell of a championship battle. And that's what happened. Wayne Parker jumped in the other one car. They were tied. or uh, No, I'm sorry. It was two points to the good for Wayne Parker. Wayne still finished seventh in the first race despite the blown motor because there was some attrition. Um, Timmy Moore, two points out. Timmy Moore needs to beat Wayne Parker by two spots. Wayne hops into the backup car in race number two. Backup car overheating. Obviously, that's why it didn't finish race number one. Um, so it's having problems. He's having to nurse that car. He's not in contention. However, with the... Uh, attrition in race one and some of the other cars being even more off the pace than Wayne was, he was able to run a solid fourth. Up front, you had Shane Held, who was trying to hold off Jerry Simons. Shane Held uh, 
needed pretty much everybody to break to have a uh, shot at the championship. He's just going for the win. He hasn't won in a long, long time. He's trying to hold off Jerry Simons, who raced, who won race number one. And as those two are racing, here comes Timmy Moore. Moore's running third. Parker is fourth. Timmy Moore needs one spot to win the championship. Um, I'm sorry, needs two spots at this point to win the championship because the tiebreaker would go to Wayne Parker. So the whole race for the win was out the window. Jerry Simons got to the lead, and there was no way they were going to catch him in, in race number two, the way things played out. But the real battle was for the championship. If the championship hadn't been so close, everybody would have been bored with race number two. Yeah, there was going to be a good battle for a second. And it was lap after lap. Timmy Moore stalking Shane Held, trying to get a run on him. Both cars are out of control. Both drivers are driving their butts off. And that's for second place. Normally, who cares? Nobody remembers who finishes second. But everybody that was listening, that was paying attention, got to enjoy that race despite only a couple of cars surviving race number one, despite it being 50 laps green, despite the battle for the lead basically being done by halfway. This race had the excitement. It it had what you're looking for to get you off, you know, on the edge of your seat, ready to stand up and, you know, have one of those moments where everybody stands up and goes, ooh, ah, oh my goodness, huge moment. Because if those two had made contact and that swung the championship, you know, please, please get with me if you don't think that points racing is important. Because from what we saw at New Smyrna with the Twin 50s, despite the low car counts and despite the same driver winning both races, that both the races had so much more drama and so much more excitement because of the points. And I get that, you know, if the season had gone off as planned, maybe it wouldn't have been so close on the final event, but who can predict that? Who can plan for that? The points fell where the points fell. And who would have thunk that at the end of the season and after these two races, we were going to have a tie for the championship because Timmy Moore was not able to get by Shane Held and Wayne Parker still finished fourth. So Timmy Moore, even though he tied for the championship, he lost it because he didn't get any wins. So to tell me that points are, are not important, I, I just I don't understand how we can even have that thought. And I don't understand why there just doesn't seem any, like there's many racers that really care to race for points anymore. Is that part of the problem? Is that why, um, unless you have a huge show or like a 100-lap race, the grandstands aren't packed, or if you, unless you have a crash-a-rama? Um, I, I just I think that people don't care about points. And I, it made, like I said, it made Saturday night so much more exciting um, to have a championship that was razor close like that to where every position on the racetrack that night mattered. And yes, there were circumstances that played into it, of course, but isn't racing all about circumstance, you know? Um, it, it was it was incredible. It really, it kept me excited on a night where it could have just been like, all right, let's get through this. Um, same thing happened in our pro truck division. Final event, double uh, double features. Championship races close. The points were tied and we had to go back to like third place finishes to break the tie to claim that Becca Monopoly was the champion over Jeffrey White. So two ties in one season, that's pretty incredible. And then we had the Mod Minis racing, and I feel like, you know, many people are going to be like, who cares about the Mod Minis? Well, we had plenty of drama, only seven cars on hand, but yet the points were separated by two. Brad Blanton led David Russell by two. Brad Blanton's um, primary car doesn't survive practice 
And so you're thinking, well, he just gave the championship away. And then his biggest competitor, David Russell, well, his car breaks in the heat race. And now he's behind the eight ball. So Brad Blanton, with the backup car, is able to survive, get more points in the heat race, because Russell finished dead last with transmission issues. And you're thinking, well, the championship's over, right? Because Russell's car is broken. He's not going to be able to compete. He gets in a backup ride for the feature, and you're thinking, oh, man, this guy who his primary car broke is driving a car he's never driven before. That added a whole different layer of drama to the feature race because what if he wins in somebody else's car? What if he wins the championship because somebody else was nice enough to give up their ride to help him win a championship? It didn't play out that way. Brad Blanton did just enough to hang on and win the championship, and it and it's funny. Brad Blanton proved why you don't give up, guys, because he was done in practice. The primary car was done. He hopped in a backup ride that he's barely ever driven. It was not up to snuff. He's thinking, man, the, the championship is it's gone, but it wasn't. Um, he persevered and, and made the night so much more interesting because he was the one that looked like he was behind the eight ball. And then you go into the heat race, and then it was the guy who looked like he was going to conquer everything. He's the one behind the eight ball, and so much drama, so many things unraveled because of the points. So do you all get my point now? Um, believe me, if, if, you're, if you're thinking the other way, I was with you maybe two, three weeks ago. But when you see points battles, when you see a battle for seventh matter because it could settle a championship, to me, that makes racing so much more exciting. When there's a race within a race, I love that. Because the battle for the lead, that might be nothing. And, and normally, if it was just an exhibition and the battle for the lead sucks and nobody's doing anything, boring race. But if the championship is being decided for fifth, sixth, seventh place, well, that just spiced up the entire race. So, again, in my opinion, points racing, it should have a bigger emphasis. And, uh, you know, like I said, the, the reason I was even thinking about it because looking at the Wheelman series this year, which is a great series, always draws a ton of cars. I was shocked to see. Now I don't, I don't get to see every Wheelman race every week, so I don't often pay attention to who's who's missing or who's not there or whatever. But I was shocked to see only two drivers have run all the races, and this is a series in Florida. All the tracks are within four or five hours. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're not racing at your local track, I, I, I would assume that at the beginning of the season you're planning to travel. And, and I get that sometimes weather might keep people away, um, various circumstances, COVID. Um, there, there's so many things right now that, that may skew these numbers, but I was just shocked to see only two racing for the points. Now, it doesn't mean they can't have a great battle between those two drivers. The point race could be incredible. Um, numbers don't mean everything, but I was just shocked to see some of these numbers. I checked um, up north a series that I, I've mentioned on this show, talking about the American-Canadian Tour, ACT up north. Um, again, I mentioned that series. I follow that series because that's what I grew up watching. So I still follow it. Um, maybe not as closely as I used to, but they had a 12 race season and only six drivers entered every race up there. And their season is much more condensed. They race like May through October. You know, they don't race January through December like we do down here. Uh, so their season even more condensed and you would think, well, they plan to race. It's race season. They've got to race. They can't wait till the end of the year. They got to race. You know, they got to get these races in. They got to get there and only six. And I looked at their, the entries, uh, they had the points for everybody and they had like 40, 45 cars on there and only six had started every race. Great championship battle. It was decided by five or six points, I believe, but still 
only six. So let's talk about a series a little bit closer to home where some of our hype motorsports drivers even compete from time to time. The Southern Super Series. How many drivers do you think have competed in all those races? And their races are a little more spread out throughout the South, but only three. Only three drivers have raced in every single race. Again, championship is close. It's going to come down to the wire. So it's still going to be exciting. But I feel like points racing, while it may be stressful and it may be very taxing for some, is is something that's just really devalued right now and overlooked. And it adds so much spice to a night. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to New Smyrna last weekend for a moment. If I'm a fan who's been there for the first time and I say, oh, my goodness, this doesn't look that good. But then listening to the announcer whose job is to tell the stories and to get people excited, I'm listening to the announcer and he goes, well, we've got two championships to be decided tonight. And, you know, in both classes, the second place guy is two points behind. I'm like, okay, I need to watch those guys. That's going to be fun to watch. So, again, if you don't care about points or you really just don't care, you're just there to see Rex or you're just there to see, you know, whatever happens, eh, maybe points don't interest you. But if you're sitting in the grandstands and you're not too impressed with what you see, if you pay attention to the points, it might just make the night more exciting for you. Um, so that's my whole point on this week's episode. Um, pretty shocking to see not many drivers run for points. I mean, go look at New Smyrna's points. You'll see only a handful of drivers in each class that run all the races. Go look at, at most tracks' points. And I'm not saying every track. There, there are certain tracks where, you know, they only maybe run a handful of divisions and they'll get seven, eight, nine, ten guys that run all the races. Um, I, but, I mean, even this year at New Smyrna, we had a couple of regulars towards the end of the season that didn't show up because they weren't going to make the top five in points. So they just, like, stopped racing. They just stopped showing up counterintuitive i guess but I, I i don't know maybe there needs to be more of an emphasis from the tracks on the season-long point battle beef that up a little bit maybe um you know right now at most tracks usually the top five get to go to the banquet extend it six seven eight but you've got to run at least 90 percent of the races to qualify is that what we need to do to um say in order to collect the championship bonuses at the end of the year, you have to run now. We got, there's gotta be a little bit of give and take here. You can't just say you've got to run a hundred percent of the races or else you can't be champion or you can't be uh, this or that. And I'm not saying there has to be drops. I'm just saying, you know, you can't just luck into fifth because only, you know, five drivers showed up. You got to support it for us to, you know, give it back. You know what I mean? Uh, the whole idea of, of a good points battle and emphasizing the points should be get, to get people to show up regularly. Now, if there was no points, maybe things would fall apart and nobody would show up. I don't know. It's not a road I want to go down. It's already hard enough to draw cars from time to time. Um, in, in certain situations, some, some places don't have that issue. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not just generalizing here. But, um, you know, maybe a beefier point payout would help where you pay good money to run all year, get the cars to your track somehow, some way. And maybe we could start there entice that championship battle and make it exciting. And I don't ever want to get to thinking maybe points don't matter anymore because I have proved myself wrong, even though the numbers right now aren't that impressive as far as how many people are really competing in all the races or competing for the championship. That's not, that's not what matters a hundred percent. But, 
my whole point of this whole show is to give my opinion on points racing. I think that it makes even just a genuine race, a, a race where not much is going on, that much more exciting. So let me know what you all think should happen with, with points. What do you think is the best point system? What do you think is the best way to distribute the points? What do you think is the best way to get people to the track to race for points? What do you think is enough money to be worth running a full season somewhere? How many races do you think a full season should be? All this stuff factors in, of course. Um, but anyways, I want to thank you all for listening. I appreciate all the support, and I appreciate Hype Motorsports for having me do this. Again, this is the Get Hype Podcast Last Lap Edition. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. Appreciate your feedback. Make sure you tune in this weekend to Pitside Live at the All-American 400 in Nashville. I'm going to try to tune in myself. Definitely interested to see what they have going on uh, with that brand new show. So make sure you, you tune in, you support it, and whatever it takes, make sure you get out and support your local short track this weekend. And I will check in with you guys next weekend. Enjoy the races, folks.